You've tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Versero here on the Leadership Lowdown. Today we have none other than Bill Schutte, and he has been a long-term friend of mine, someone I've known and have um, uh, truly marveled at his career all these years and enjoyed watching him serve the state of Michigan and the people of Michigan. And Bill, welcome to our humble show. Hey, Vic, it is great to be with you on the Michigan Business Network and Leadership Lowdown. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, our, our listeners need to know that uh, you and I have been friends for decades, and uh, so excited to be on your show. Yeah, well, thanks so much, Bill. I know you're a busy man, and, and uh, you've got uh, so many amazing credentials um, to talk about, and I think probably, you know, um, uh, most interesting is um, is the number of years you served, 2011 through 2019, uh, as our 53rd state attorney general. You were um, a former congressman. You served in the in as a judge. You you've got an, uh, an attorney uh, background in terms of knowledge and, and skills. Um, you've uh, you've kind of done it all, uh, and it's been it's been quite a wild ride. Because uh, statewide, um, most recently, you you ran for governor uh, in this last race. And so just all kinds of things going on in your world. You never know where Bill Schutte is going to pop up next, do you? Well, um, I tell you, what what I'm really glad to be popping up on is on your show. And, <laughs> yeah, I've done, I've done different things. Uh, my calling is service, and, and I've been on duty. I've been on duty for Michigan uh, and the federal uh, legislature, state legislature, uh, executive branch, uh, judicial branch. And so uh, my calling has been service, and I uh, have been so fortunate that way and, and uh, excited to be on your show yeah. and talk about uh, – Gosh, anything you want. Uh, this is a, you know, an op- open channel, so to speak. Fun stuff. Well, Bill, take us back. Take us back to the young Bill Shooty when he was uh, trying to figure out what he wanted to do in the world. Because I have to tell you. Um, I, this is something that I'm sure you don't remember, but you know I used to stomp around uh, at in certain agricultural meetings, and you were always there uh, talking to our farm, uh, our farmers across the state. And um, I, I, I just remember talking to you one time, uh, and you were running and trying to um, get started, and I think maybe one of your first races. And and I just thought, wow, what a cool guy. And honestly, it's been fun to watch you all those years uh, throughout um, your career and all the different things you've done. But really, I, I, if if anybody ever questions the servant heart, it's it's the cups of coffee you've poured at every place you've ever gone to. And, and if anybody's ever been around Bill Schutte, what you need to know is that if you've been at a conference or an event or a banquet or whatever, he'll leave the head table because that's generally where he's sitting, and he'll, he'll pick up from one of the staff people uh, a couple of uh, urns of coffee, and he'll ra- walk around with decaf and regular coffee, pouring everybody's coffee cup. That I think that was just the coolest thing, and help it allowed you to go talk to people, didn't it, Bill? Well, it did, and that was all by accident. And and what Vic is referring to, what you're referring to, is the fact that when I'd go to a Michigan Farm Bureau uh, uh, dinner where Vic and I would bump into each other a lot or the Rotary Club or what have you. I, I like to I like to pour coffee and it all happened by accident when I was first running for Congress. I was in Owasso, Michigan. I was a young buck, never run for office before, running against a an incumbent uh, member of Congress and it's hard to beat incumbents. Uh, yeah. and uh it was in Owasso at the big you know, every town's got its big breakfast or lunch or dinner and Owasso right. was this big uh, breakfast and and uh, they didn't have enough wait staff. <laughs> and so people had their bacon and eggs, but not enough coffee. And so I started pouring coffee, and it irritated 
the uh, incumbent congressman so much <laughs> that he complained to the organizers and said, stop Shooty from pouring coffee. Are you kidding And a me? light bulb went off in my mind, and I said, this is really <laughs> something good. Yeah. And uh, next week I was in a little place up in Beaverton, Michigan, at the Ranch House uh, breakfast place. You've probably been there. Uh, and uh, I poured coffee for all these farmers, and, and they liked it. And so that's what I did. I poured coffee, and you know what? It, it I was kind of awkward and uh, and new at this, and it, it forced me to say hello because people didn't really want to pay much attention to me anyway when I was first running. <laughs> and I would come to meet people. I'd learn about their community, what's going on with the, their crops, uh, their small business. And so, uh, yeah, you give me a, a cup, a pot of coffee, I'll pour you some. That is so cool. I never really realized that that was the, the thing that you were, that you, you had done or how it started, but can you imagine yeah. reaffirming that you're onto something? If your competitor looks out and go, Hey, Hey, he's cheating. <laughs> no, he's not. He's serving, which I think is a, a, maybe a novel idea for some of these people that have been held holding offices along the way. Well, I just think that's kind of fun. Yeah. And isn't it serendipitous when you look across the, your life and things that have happened, just so many cool things um, that have happened along the way that, that make you go, wow, that's, that's really something. And I'm sure you've got, you've got a number of, uh, of other items and ideas, but um, tell me when, when, uh, at what age did, did it occur to you that you wanted to be in, in uh, public service? Well, you know, I, I, uh, I think when I was a, a young kid, um, I was raised by three strong women. And so I understand gender equality, gender fairness, gender opportunity. Uh, uh, my mom was a uh, a strong, tough woman. Uh, my dad died when I was just a boy. I was but six years old, and so my my mom raised me. And I had two older sisters who were uh, uh, really quality, uh, competent, and and strong in their own way. And so these three women uh, raised a, a young boy. Probably scared. What the heck are they going to do without a dad? And and uh, but he was a great role model in terms of athletics. I like sports. I really wanted to be a professional quarterback, but I never grew to be six three two fifteen. Missed so it I by this had to much. Look for some 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 other uh, uh, thing, and I always was drawn to people. And uh, I think I was secretary of the student council and president of my student council when I was in high school, and and this that and the other. So I I liked that, and uh, so early on I I liked people, I liked serving and helping, and and. Uh, I, uh, my dad was such a success in business that frankly, I was intimidated by that Vic, mm -hmm. and I, I didn't think I could match him on, uh, uh he was a corporate executive at, at Dow Chemical Midland, our hometown. And sure. I, I didn't think I could, uh, match his achievements. So I wanted to do something, uh, that hopefully he might be proud. Well, I that's, can tell you, he that was the motivation. It's a great motivation, a great story, and a great thing that you've joined us here today, Bill. We're so grateful that you tuned in to the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vershero with Bill Schutte. We'll be right back.
most of us aren't looking around for accidents waiting to happen. That would be sort of odd. But when you have Accident Fund Workers' Compensation Insurance, that's exactly what they are doing. Accident Fund employees are the WorkSafe people. They take your safety very seriously because that's all they do. Workers' Compensation Insurance. That's why they're rated A excellent by AM Best. Go to AccidentFund.com slash WorkSafe and get the WorkSafe people. Accident Fund is a wholly owned subsidiary of Accident Fund Holdings Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. Vic Fershero here having the thrill of my life talking to Bill Schutte. I've seen him all over the state in about every little bitty function you can think of because that's what he does. He goes out and meets with the people and has been a great public servant. And, Bill, we're so glad to have you here. And as, as I was just understanding, you know, um, as we left in our last segment, you talked about trying to make sure that um, you, uh, you did things that were deserving of the kind of uh, life that your dad led, and uh, man, you've you've kind of uh, almost overachieved in that mark by by a long shot. Um, your mom must be proud, um, and there must be a lot of uh, people pretty excited about what happened. But you've got the young Bill Shooty up there in Midland, Michigan, right? Because that's where you grew up. And um, that's and, right. Born, born and raised, yeah. Local boy, local schools. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I grew up on the same block. Is that right? And her name's Cynthia. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. See, her, her name is Cynthia. Now, she ignored me for about 25 years, so right. I'm, I'm an acquired taste. It, it took a bit. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sure she just didn't understand how cool you were. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 she would say that I thought I was cool, and I really, really wasn't that cool at all. So she keeps my my feet on the ground. She gave, when I got married late, we got married late in life. And, and, uh, after I wore her out by asking her to uh, go out to dinner and stuff, yeah. but, uh, she, she provided the rudder I needed, uh, oh. um, uh, later in life. But, uh, anyway, anyway, yeah. So, uh, lo- local schools, local boy, uh, Midland, Michigan. Yeah, that's really cool. And then as you're going up, you're kind of going through school, you're you're enjoying people and you're enjoying uh, some of the leadership things you've fallen into. Didn't make it quite as a quarterback. You were under tall, as we like to say. And so um, when, you, when you get into that scenario, um, uh, you start thinking maybe what I should do. So you you went off to college and you, you, you got a law degree, correct? Well, I went to college in Washington, D.C. And, and uh, one of my first job. Uh, when I was a young kid in high school, I was a lawn boy. And so I was raking leaves and picking weeds and mowing lawns. And uh, I worked for the neighbor lady, so to yep. speak, who was a, a Republican leader in the state of Michigan, um, a woman named Rani Reeker. And so you've got uh, my mom and my two sisters had a big impact on my life. Uh, my dad, you know, uh, uh, in as a role model, even though he was, you know, uh, in heaven, not uh, died when I was six. And then the, the neighbor, uh, a woman, uh, Randy Reeker, uh, was a leader in the Republican party. So she got me involved in politics and I rode my bike around, ran for precinct delegate. And, uh, later when I was in college, she had, uh, she helped me get jobs at the, uh, for my congressman and uh and an opportunity to uh, work for the president ford committee so she opened some doors this uh woman named ranny and she had a great impact on my life well and and so thinking about that bill somebody like ranny was she did she spot you as a young leader um was she just looking for a warm body i mean what kind of conversations did you have uh, in terms of um, of getting involved, did she say, "Son, we need bright people like you"? How, how that what that sound like? 
Well, I, I don't think she ever said, son, we need bright people. Um, <laughs> she'd make me earn it. She'd make me earn it. I think she said, son, because uh, I was always interested in politics yeah. and government, and I would talk with her about it. So she encouraged me to, to get in line and get involved in my local Republican Party, and that I did. And then I told her that I wanted to run for office someday. And, mm. and uh, again, this was motivated really initially by the fact that wanted to do something hoping that my about which my dad would be proud yeah. and uh so uh that's how it started and she would uh encourage me she helped me write uh, uh my first fundraising letters she would uh help me on my speeches and uh tell me where to go and she's the one who said you need to go every coffee clatch in mid-michigan if you're gonna win <laughs> and yep. so you know and, and I did, but so Randy Reeker was another uh, one of these uh, uh, women that really helped uh, help me in in, uh, in in life and in politics. Yeah, and when you headed off to Washington to uh, to school, were you meandering around for a while, or did you go there with the sole purpose of uh, getting your law degree? Uh, I, I went to uh, Georgetown University to get my undergraduate degree, and then worked for the Ford, the President of Ford Committee, and then I worked for a guy named. George Herbert Walker Bush, mm -hmm. and, and this is a nice <laughs> story that the the uh, a gentleman who uh, uh, was a friend of George Herbert Walker Bush, who ended up being 41st president of the United States, was a fellow named Jim Baker, and Jim Baker was uh, ended up being Secretary of State, sure. Treasury Secretary, White House Chief of Staff, and and he uh, was a, a wonderful mentor, and uh, I learned a lot at his knee, so to speak, and we still talk to this day. And, uh, really? Uh, so Jim, Jim Baker helped me um, in, in my life in, in Congress. And matter of fact, Jim Baker was the guy who had Ronald Reagan come to Midland, Michigan, on the Friday before the Tuesday in November of 1984 so that, uh, uh, to campaign for me. And I was behind at the time. But when Ronald Reagan left and endorsed me for Congress, I was ahead. Yeah, no doubt. At that time, I mean, thinking about, you know, history and politics and all that stuff. But at that time, um, Ronald Reagan was a beloved president. And so it's an interesting thing when you um, when you think about getting his endorsement and, and uh, how impactful that would be. Well, I think the people inside of your Rolodex ought to be something really fun to talk about. And we'll do that in this next segment when we come back here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Vic Vercherow. Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as past chair of the National Small Business Association and a small business owner myself, I understand when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. Now, you cannot afford lost data, lost customer information, and that's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK-4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK. Or find them on the internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business.
This is the Leadership Lowdown. You've tuned into the Michigan Business Network, and I'm Vic Vershera with Bill Schutte here today on the other end of our line, and we're so excited to be talking to him and, of course, to have a chance to hear some of the legendary tales of his amazing career because Bill has been involved with a lot of great things, a lot of great people, and done a lot of uh, public service in his life. And so, Bill, thanks again for being here with us today. And I, and in this last segment, we talked a little bit about um, uh, Jim Baker and, and Ronald Reagan and some Really pretty, and uh, President uh, George H. Bush. I mean, there's um, there's just some great names that you've uh, come in contact with. Um, tell us about some of the giants that you've that you've um, uh, met along the way in your careers. Is there anything that would surprise us about them? Well, you know, a lot of the stuff is kind of accidental um, in some respects, but I, I really don't believe in coincidence. But <laughs> I think uh, part of it started when I was a senior in college and. And I spent most of my senior year in college in Washington, D.C., working and volunteering at the President Ford Committee. And that's where I met this guy named Jim Baker, mm. who at the time was just a guy named Jim Baker, who <laughs> happened to be uh, the doubles partner with George Bush uh, at their home in Houston. And and uh, uh, so I was Baker's uh, uh, whatever, uh, <laughs> meaning whatever Jim Baker told me to do, I would do. Right. And so... You know, I volunteered there, I don't know, about 40 hours a week while I was going to college and uh, my senior year, and then went to my first national convention and helped Baker, uh, and that was a big competitive election between, uh, at that time, Jerry Ford, uh, Michigan's own, and, sure. and Ronald Reagan, and, and uh, helped Ford uh, uh, get uh, nominated, and and, uh, and we were, I've been friends with the Ford family ever since, and and when my late stepfather passed away, that Jerry Ford uh, called three different times to pass on his condolences. Wow, so wow. what a what a great great uh, uh, fellow Jerry uh, Ford was. And and uh, through Baker, through Jim Baker, I uh, uh, and and some other acquaintances, I went to. Uh, if you read about the history of George Herbert Walker Bush, he used to have these Sunday uh, parties. They they call him. Poppy, uh, uh, oh, bloodies, bloodies, and burgers at <laughs> Poppy and Bars. Which oh. George Bush, George Bush had this nickname of Poppy. It's a long story, and and Barbara Bush, he called her Bar, and so he was director of the CIA at that time. And some guy said, "Let's go to have brunch and and uh, you know have burgers and bloodies at uh, George Bush's house." And that's when I first met him, and so I was. I was going to law school in California, and I got a call from Jim Baker, and uh, he said, do you want to work for a, a guy named George Bush who's running for president? And he was maybe an asterisk in the polls at best. Yeah. And I said, well, sure. And so uh, I got done with law school um, and told my mom, and by that time my uh, mom had remarried a wonderful guy who was smart enough to marry my mother, may I add, a guy named Carl <laughs> Gerstecker, who was a... A giant corporate executive in, in Michigan worked at Dow, and uh, so I went to Connecticut and Florida and Washington and worked for George Herbert Walker Bush. And uh, wouldn't you know, he ended up being vice president of the United States. Yeah, amazing, amazing. You know, and and when you think about, um, uh, you know, especially I think about uh, especially George Bush. Um, I, I I look at him uh, and think of him as a statesman. And I, I don't know, I don't want to get all squirreled up in today's politics, but it just feels like it's hard to t- describe statesmen in today's world 
um, because when you look at, at George Bush, I, I just think uh, of the of the way he conducted himself. And, and was that real from A to Z? That wasn't just a public image. That's kind of the way he lived his life, right? Yeah, that, it's, it's, it's very true. He um, uh, was very much a family guy, George Herbert Walker Bush, and, and uh, he, he wasn't – he had a hard time talking about the uh, his family relationships, uh, um, but he was, you know, I would come visit him from time to time. I'd go to Houston and see him, and, and the last time I saw him, he was in a wheelchair, and, oh. and he needed assistance, but we sat and talked for an hour and a half at, at their home and just chatted about the old times and friends and people, and Barbara was there, you know, and she was doing some needlepoint. It was one of those uh, moments that you uh, you'll always remember oh. stuff you tell your kids about, and I guess Treasure. stuff you tell Vic Gershero about. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, he was a genuine guy and and a great family guy, and his kids, uh, you know, they all turned out all right. Uh, I used to play basketball in Florida with Jeb and, and Jeb and George W. And only thing negative I can say about. George W. is he didn't pass the ball to, uh, to me enough on the basketball court. But other, other than that, he was a good guy. Well, if you weren't tall enough to be a quarterback, you probably weren't tall enough to be George's center either, right? Isn't that? Well, well I, no, no, but I was a playmaker, and I was a gun, and I could put him in. That's what I told Izzo one time, and he just laughed. And Izzo didn't start you either, did he? Just, no, no. Yeah, there's a wonderful guy that time, Izzo, that's for sure. Uh, well, there's so many people that you've met along the way. We're so glad you're taking time to share it with us. Bill, we're grateful to have you here on the Michigan Business Network here on the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero with the amazing Bill Shooty. We'll be right back. Do you like to travel for fun and excitement, craving a relaxing getaway? No matter where you want to go or what you want to do, you can trust Dean Trailways to get you there. Our luxury motor coach lets you relax while you travel. No traffic to worry about, no parking fees, no hassle. Are you looking for some sizzling excitement this fall? Let Dean Trailways bring on the heat and take you to Firekeepers, Michigan's newest gaming hotspot. Experience the thrills of the slots, blackjack, craps, the live poker room, and indulge in the world-class restaurants, all while counting on Dean to bring you home safely. Dean Trailways of Michigan. Travel smart. You've got the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero, and today we have special guest Bill Schutte. He's called in all the way from, uh, are you still in Midland today? I didn't. I never asked that, Bill. Yeah, yeah, you bet. We're in Midland. It's our home. This is, uh, again, where my wife Cynthia and I, uh, uh, our two children, Heidi and, and uh, Bill, and uh, our daughters, gosh, she's now 27, our son's uh, 25, She's, our daughter's going to business school and doing well, and our son is uh, in Kuwait uh, oh. serving our, our country, uh, deployed as a civilian uh, to Kuwait, where he uh, is uh, assisting our uh, uh, counterterrorism efforts in, in the Middle East. Yeah, uh, as God bless him. So uh, um, our, our children are near and far, so to speak, and Cynthia and I are uh, uh, at home here in Midland today. Yeah. Well, that may be an interesting area that I, I might want to uh, divert our conversation to because, you know, you've got a couple of couple of kids and you've had a life in public service, which includes everything from 
amazing rallies and enthusiastic support and people just cheering you on and, and, and making you feel like a million bucks all the way to you can't do anything right because there's the wrong letter behind your name and, and everybody's out to get you. So in a, in a life of public service like this, um, uh, what's that family thing like? What, how, do you, how do you lead individually when you come off the stage? You've still got to be a dad. You got to be a, 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 a husband, and uh, and just you got to put that all in perspective. So, what does it feel like when you've been through that gauntlet in your life like that? Well, it, it uh, you only can you first. It's a struggle for everybody, right? Sure. And I'm I'm far from far from perfect. Uh, fortunately, my wife and I have a strong faith, and and we pray together and pray for our kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know we we had. Uh, I, anything in in uh, public service, you have uh, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're not. Uh, uh, I hit a bad year in 2018 when I ran for governor, and so uh, I came up short. Uh, and that was a, an important thing, I think, that's part of uh, of everyone in, in the leadership responsibility. It's easy when things are going your way, yeah, when they yeah. don't go your way, when you um, when the you know the, you, you miss the shot or the ball hits goes off your feet or you're throwing an interception. Um, Drew Brees, who's a quarterback for the the Saints, would say, "You got to have a short memory because you got to <laughs> get up, dust yourself off, and then go throw touchdowns." Right? Yeah, and I right. think Antonio and Izzo would say the very same thing. You 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 can't you can't dwell on the missed shot or the interception or the missed tackle, whatever it is. And uh, and so what I really we've always Cynthia and I have talked to our children about it's what it's what you learn from adversity that determines your character Mm -hmm. and it's how you handle uh defeats and everybody has them it really is the measure of of a a woman or a man of a person and uh it was easier practicing that uh preaching that rather than practicing (laughs) right after after november of 2018 i had to had to practice that and that was uh again i'm a competitive guy you know and, and all of that so it was not easy for me, but my wife uh, uh, helped me, and I think prayer and faith uh, helped. It's like that uh, section in Romans, and I'm no Bible scholar, but it talks about tribulation causes perseverance, perseverance, mm-hmm. character, and character, hope. And so uh, you know there are, there are bigger plans out there for each and every person, so you need to understand that. And then be resilient. And uh, you know, I've got something called uh, grit, Midland grit, uh. and uh, that's uh, and we try to pass that on, Cynthia and I do to our kids. And so it's it's what you learn from uh, adversity, what you learn from de- defeats, what you learn when you miss that shot, so to speak, and really uh, uh, really determines who you are. And you have to remember in in life, it's it's not it, it's who you are. It's not the title you hold. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, that's really the most important thing, and, and uh, to thine own self be true, and not worry about your title or your office, but rather, uh, okay, how are your kids doing? How's your wife doing? How are right. your friends? Uh, and everyone goes around carrying luggage and baggage, right? Yep. Nobody talks about them, particularly in the COVID time. I mean, it's it's even harder right now because people feel isolated, disconnected, and there's kind of this undercurrent of kind of semi-anger uh, that people had because of the lack of, because of the feeling of isolation. And that's part, that's part of the social unrest that we're seeing across America right now. Well, and I think I think you bring up something really interesting. It's the whole angst and dealing with that angst. And of course, you know, um, uh, in your, in your um, world, 
um, going back to the to the competitive race of the governor scenario, um, had you have you lost? You haven't lost a lot of races, right? No, no, I, I had not. Uh, uh, and the biggest, and now mind you, the biggest thing I lost was was the loss of my father when I was a boy. And Amen, that really yeah. did shape who I, shape who I am, you know, and for better or worse, in all different ways. But no, losing the race, the governor, I had, and I lost for the U.S. Senate when I was a young boy. That was that was. Uh, bc before cynthia and uh, uh <laughs> back in 1990 and then uh, um, uh back in and then 2018 but you know what i've had a uh, a marvelous experience uh serving in congress and the senate oh, yeah. ag department judge uh, attorney general and uh um be able to work and serve uh, my state uh uh, it's, it's it's been an incredible blessing, and well, more to come. Yeah, more to come. And you know, you put the you put the uh, exclamation point down. It, it, it's never been about the title um, that's at the end of your name. It's all about the heart that's in the center of your world, and that's that's uh, given to you by that wonderful mother of yours, and and the challenge of being able to uh, someday see your dad again and tell him that hey, how'd I do, Dad? Did I do good? So we're so glad uh, right. you're sharing your story, Bill, with us here on the Michigan Business Network. Thanks for tuning in to Leadership Lowdown. We'll be right back with Bill Schutte. This is Vic Versher. You can listen to the Michigan Business Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, on the smartphone app, and on its website at www.michiganbusinessnetwork.com. Thank you for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Versero here at the Leadership Lowdown. And, of course, Bill Schutte is on the other end of our line, and we're so excited to be sharing with him and understanding some of the uh, challenges that it takes to have a life of public service and some of the amazing people you've met along the way. And, Bill, um, in that last segment, I didn't want to pass by this because, you know, um, it's pretty easy, I think, in public service, especially nowadays, to dehumanize people that are doing different things in a public way. So if it's that um, um, town councilman, if it's that uh, state representative, or even if it's a police officer, there's all this sense that that's who they are. But in the end, there's a whole family structure that's behind those titles and those people. And I think about you know your uh, race for governor and an amazing career leading up to that. Um, tell me about picking up the pieces after you lose um, such a, uh, uh, a public um, competition, um, it being such a competitive guy. What happens at home? Well, you know, uh, again, I've never complained about my life in, in public service. I never have, never will, because I, I don't feel that way. It's been an incredible blessing. Uh, I'm a volunteer, right? Everyone who runs for <laughs> office, whether it's the city council and that's re- or the school board, that's really tough politics. Oh, yeah, yeah. I tell you, school board is <laughs> the toughest politics you're going to find. I, running for governor is easy compared to running for the school board. But, uh, uh, and so I've, and, but we're all volunteers, so I've never complained. you got ups and downs and this, that, and the other, but it's like, it's, you know, different than ups and downs people have if you're in the auto business, manufacturing, or teacher. Well, that doesn't really matter. But, 
in terms of our kids the, and my wife, I, throughout, throughout my, our lives in public service and the different responsibilities I had, I'd always encourage them, don't, don't look at Facebook and social media because, <laughs> you know, some of the things that people say are, are pretty ugly. And, and they yeah. never tell you to your face, right? No, no. Uh, no, they never do that, but they do it, you know, in, anonymously or in social media so it's not direct. I said, don't waste your time worrying about that. And, you know, there's no such thing as a unanimous election. Uh, all you need is 50 plus one, right? right and so right. I would always let them let them know that. But I think that... Um, um, uh, what we did try to do is is help our kids about uh, don't don't respond if people are negative about uh, their dad me or their their her my wife's husband me you know and you just got to ignore some of that stuff if people were not particularly nice or polite you you gotta you gotta love your neighbor uh, again that has biblical roots and you know my mother used to say pretty as, pretty is as pretty does and so <laughs> you know you, you, you try to be be kind of people you know, even if they're rude to you and yeah. most of the time people are are pretty uh, decent but I remember the the morning after uh, the uh, 2018 driving our son back to uh, the airport because he had a really early morning plane. You know that was a very reflective moment for mm. uh, Sun Bill and and me and and then uh, my wife and and uh, Cynthia came back and so you you know you uh, uh, people said how were you after the uh, election? I said well, I slept like a baby. I sleep for two hours, wake up and cry. <laughs> sleep for two hours, wake up and cry. <laughs> so true. Oh, that's <laughs> now, awesome. now that's John. But that, I got to give credit where it's due. That's a John McCain line. But yeah, it, yeah. It, it kind of, you know, it, it captures the essence of it. But uh-huh. I guess the biggest thing is you got to tell your kids because your kids will look at uh, their parents, uh, my wife Cynthia and me, and see how we responded to things. And so we had to, uh, again, practice what we preach about. Uh, Putting your first, your uh, putting your foot forward one at a time and be resilient. Yeah. You got to tell you, you got to teach resiliency, grit, uh, determination, positive attitude, and there's there, there's a plan. That's how we did it. Uh, again, uh, uh, we're not perfect. Well, Bill, it's worth the price of admission right here with what you're sharing because I think one of the things that's really important to me, and I've tried to share this with um, managers and leaders that were under my um, direction, and and what I what I always reminded them when, when when things got tough, sometimes they show up in my office and we'd be sitting there talking about this and that, and I said, wait a minute, you you didn't understand. This is the time to be celebrating. This is the moment because without these moments, they don't need management. They don't need leadership because. Leadership is is there not for the good times when everybody's high fiving and it's an easy walk downhill. It's when you're in the trenches right. and you're slugging it out and you're trying to make make a motion and get forward and do, and come out and emerge with a bright future. And so when you talk to me about your drive down to the airport with Bill the day after you lost that election, to me, I, I gotta believe that was a moment that he someday in a radio interview will be looking back and reflecting on. This is how my dad handled that. And I think that's really I, I, powerful. I, I think that's probably I think that's probably true. Yeah. And uh, uh, Heidi will as well when we're going through you know stuff. Yeah, 
Thank well, you. and 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 I think Bill, that's that's the uh, the biggest challenge as we as we work through all these things is try to try to understand. Um, somebody once said at one time, the success isn't supposed to be easy; it's supposed to be worth it. And you know, when I think about uh, your career and the things you've done um, for this state and for people around you, and doing it for the right reasons, not because you needed to find a way to line your pockets uh, or whatever, you 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 would be a success wherever you went. Uh, you went down this road to try to make Michigan a better place. And by golly, I think it is thanks to you and thanks to your family's commitment to that. We've got one brief segment left. And, Bill, I wish we had 10 because I'd love to keep talking to you. But we're going to be right back for this final segment here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown, and I'm Vic Vershuro. We'll be right back. Perfectly managed meetings, carefully planned conferences, and beautiful beginnings. That's what you'll find at Treetops Resort. We have an ideal location just minutes from I-75 and over 25,000 square feet of meeting and convention space. No matter what you're planning, let our spectacular views, spacious lodging, and outstanding customer service show you why Treetops is Michigan's most spectacular resort. Get a no-hassle quote for your next meeting at treetops.com or call at 888-TREETOPS. Welcome back to the Michigan Business Network Leadership Lowdown promotional show here with the amazing Bill Schutte. And Bill is sharing all kinds of great information with us. I'm Vic Versero, uh, humbled to be uh, ha- asking some questions of Bill Schutte and all the great things he's done in his career. And, and Bill, uh, you know, the one thing I don't know if a lot of people know about it, but, you know, you have um, uh, ha- taken the time to write a book. And the book is called is entitled "Big Lessons from a Small Town," and I just love that. Where'd you Where'd you come up with that title? What was the inspiration behind writing that book? What was that all about? Well, I um, I've had the, uh, the the privilege of being around uh, a lot of uh, leaders in public service and in, in corporate uh, life as well, business women, business men. Uh, uh, elected officials, CEOs, presidents, what have you. So I, I've, it's been an incredible experience. And so I wanted to share that, And but it all really comes back down to, uh, to the roots of, of, uh, uh, of Midland and, and my family and all of that and, and, uh, and, and the significance of relationships that we ought to talk about. And, and there's one thing that George Herbert Walker Bush told me. He used to say, because we, we talked about adversity um, uh, earlier and George Bush once looked at me and said, "Bill, um, nobody said this would be easy, and everybody was right." <laughs> and uh, uh, you know that's 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 a, a pretty good statement. I can hear him saying it. That's Walker that's Bush. awesome. Uh, yeah. But this this book was about relationships and and uh, significance of relationships. And sometimes I've done them wrong. Sometimes I've done them well. My daughter Heidi and I just this day we're talking about. Uh, relationships because she was having a making a presentation uh and uh with the company for which she's working yeah. this summer and, and we talked about relationships and, and the importance of it well, and it, uh, it, it that's may- what big lessons from a small town talks about uh, relationships and lessons learned and maybe sometimes opportunities missed uh in my life well and and when you think about that i i, I love i love the focus on relationships because i can honestly say that that um uh <laughs> 
most of the greatest things in my life have come out of uh, relationships that have been built, whether it's been a job uh, position uh, that, that's been offered or whether it's been a long-term friendship, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So when, I, when, I, when you took the time, were there any things that leapt off the pages from you as you go, wow, that was really good, God-inspired work or whatever it was, but you look back and said, you know, I think this is a key to building relationships. Are there any, any of those takeaways that you, you'd be willing to share with us? Yeah, and, and uh, sometimes you, you learn on how maybe you messed up relationships. Mm, yeah. And uh, I, I recited both both the goods and the bads. You know, these some of these stories about with Bush and Baker and Ford and stuff I've, uh, we've talked about today, I, I have. But I think the other one that uh, was a missed thing that on my part, when I was in Congress and getting ready to run for the United States Senate, I was too much in a hurry. John Wooden uh, had a, a quote. Uh, he used to say, "Be quick, but don't hurry." Mm. And so I was too much in a hurry, and I didn't pay enough attention to relationships. And and uh, and so I, I, when I was in Congress, in, in too much of a hurry, I remember I did a TV ad that uh, went. Uh, uh, it was a beautiful. It was a beautiful television ad. It, uh, it was, uh, you know, Michigan in the fall, United States flag, and one of those beautiful blue harvest store silos that yeah. you, Vic, you and I know those you know look like, those. and at the sun, sun setting. And but the caption on the ad said, "Bill Schuette, Michigan's congressman." Well, you know, there were 17 other members of Congress in, in Michigan, so I, I, that caption really was a little bit uh, off-putting to other other members of Congress who were. Uh congressmen or women from the state of Michigan. And so sometimes uh, I learned that uh, I was too uh, much in a hurry. So mm-hmm. I should be more like John, should have been more like John Wooden. Be quick, but just don't. Well, hurry. you bring up you bring up a good point. I, I, honestly, a great point in terms of in terms of when you whenever you take a position, who who else who else cares about that? I mean, in in what are the other impacts? Who are the stakeholders? So I, I think it's a great reminder for us, Bill, uh, in that whole scenario about um, about looking around before you take action to make sure there's not any collateral damage. Because I'm sure you had some great friends in those other seventeen. Uh, congressman, so um, yeah, and so I, I goofed. That was you know yeah. I goofed on the on a relationship, and uh, you know, and shoot, the day's short. Uh, uh, nobody's perfect. <laughs> right. Perfect. I'll probably make make some goofs between now and when I go to bed. But, you know, <laughs> every day you got to get up and try to do it better. Well, that's right, and and sometimes those are the most precious uh, gifts of learning come from mistakes, and and I because they're welded to your brain. You don't ever forget some of those things, and and that's kind of awesome. Before we run out of time, though, Bill, I got to ask you that. Uh, Basically, can you tell me what the significance of peanut brittle is? Okay, that's from Big Lessons from a Small Town. I'm glad you you asked. And uh, I, I I work hard and uh, in my job and uh, whatever I do. And there was a man now deceased in my hometown of Midland, a fellow named Alan Ott, a retired banker, a great guy, great friend of my my family, my wife, me, my mom, and we served on a foundation together. Uh, the Gersh Stacker Foundation, and one day I, I came and uh, he he sat me down in his office and he said, um, "You've been you've been working too hard. You're not spending enough time at home. Make sure you're spending time with your wife and your family." And I kind of looked at him, kind of shocked, and he said, "Yeah, you got to go make some peanut brittle." And I said, "What do you mean?" And he told me the story that every every Christmas he and his wife make peanut brittle together. Now he didn't like peanut brittle. He was allergic to peanuts. Uh, 
but he made peanut brittle with his wife every every Christmas. And the message there was, uh, and when I left, he said, go home, make some peanut brittle. What he was saying is make sure you're spending sufficient time with your wife and your family, your kids oh, and my wife, Cynthia. Wow, that's and that's so the cool. significance of peanut brittle. And all of us, all of us have uh, a lot more peanut brittle that we need to make with uh, our family members, your wife, your husband, your, your, your children. Uh, and friends. Duh, so that's awesome. Go make, some, go make some peanut brittle. I love it. What a, what a great way to wrap this whole this whole visit up. And Bill, before we, I go, how do I get a hold of that book? Oh, it's a, it's a great birthday present, Hanukkah, Christmas, uh, anniversary. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you for asking. <laughs> it's, uh, you can get it on Amazon, Big Lessons from a Small Town. And if you can't find it on Amazon, i got about 200 books in my garage. Uh, I, can, I, can, <laughs> I, can, I can get it for you. <laughs> well, that's great. We'll look on Amazon for that. And, uh, you know, we'll look for Bill Shooty down the road, too, because somebody that's given so much of this state for so long is going to continue to serve in, in many, many wonderful ways. Bill, you are an absolute gem and I can't thank you enough for all you've done for the state of Michigan and the people of Michigan uh, and thank you for being such a friendly wonderful smiling face every time I've seen you uh, it's been an honor to uh, have you in my life and I can't thank you enough thanks for joining us today well, thank you Vic feelings mutual been great thanks very much God bless you. God bless all of you out there listening to the Michigan Business Network. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Leadership Lowdown with Vic Verschereau. Can't wait to talk to you next time.